Welcome to episode 21 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn, and with me as always is Mr. Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. We need to do this fairly quickly because we got a little bit carried away in this latest episode, so it goes a little bit over time um, since we had so much to talk about. So who do we have and what did we talk about? This week we had Nick Hallam from Sex, Drugs, Helvetica fame, but also from Positive Posters. Uh, God, what didn't we talk about? Uh, we talked about loving tech, about personalizing tech, about the, the kind of human behind tech. So, you know, humans first, tech second. And business versus design. And of course, he's got his own studio now called Joan. So we talked a bit about that. And then obviously lots about Sex, Drugs, Helvetica and about what they're planning for this year. And we hope you enjoy the first episode of season three with Mr. Nick Hallam from Joan. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Who would actually like, <laughs> what's that video with the two guys who, the YouTube thing, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake did the hashtag. Oh, right, you guys yeah. are staring at me like I'm in your There's a video here. Oh, yeah, phone's on yeah, silent. Yeah, my phone's always on silent, which is good. Thank and if it vibrates, just off the table as well. No, my girlfriend and family and everyone hate the fact that I'm always on Do Not Disturb. Oh, really? <laughs> it's this life hack that has served me well. It's <laughs> awesome, isn't it? I, yeah. yeah I, you I, can't, I, like, it's, you means you're constantly, someone said you, it means you're constantly on offense, not defense. Yeah. Right. I remember Mike Monterio on his podcast a long time ago was talking about he he did this ten minute rant on how good phone. Mike Ontario f- did a uh, rant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> on phones, oh, on using a phone, and um, he was talking about it. it's like it's just an, it's just a weapon. Like pick it up, <laughs> pick it up, go for it, attack someone, get the answer. They can't call their bullshit. Kind of you hang up yeah. on them. And then the girl he was doing the show with at the time said, "You never answer your phone." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, I don't answer my phone." No. I never answer my But phone. I call people. It, it was one of those VC investors in Silicon Valley or something. He said, I always have it on Do Not Disturb. Right. Because Just I want always. to be on offense. Yeah, always. 100%. You call me now, you can't get me. Ever. Really? No. I, or, I spend more time returning calls than anything else, but I'm never distracted. Like, you, yeah. I mean, if I'm in something, I'm in it. Yeah. You just can't. Like, and I, it was a weird switch, mm. but it's been amazing because I've been like that for three years, I think. Wow. Just, it doesn't work like... I'm always really interested That's in how many how many people are a bit like that. I mean, I know um, what's our friend from Tom from from Google as well. He's a bit like that. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of like when I'm not working for Google, I'm a technophobe. Yeah, which is yeah, just such an interesting yeah, thing to even yeah, say. Yeah, like 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 we were last weekend. We were in the Mount Buller, like a house of ten people, no reception, snowboarding. Right. I'm not like I love tech, not because it's tech, because of what it can do. Mm. Like that's the amazing thing. So on your on your emails, you've got um, people first, technology second. Yeah, which kind of sums up exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's a quote. I'm not sure if he stole it. That's a quote from Biz Stone, who co-founded Twitter. But um, yeah, because like you know, I don't want to hate to break it to you guys, but like we're all going to die, and we'll <laughs> have like a yeah. You heard, it, you heard it here first, guys. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we have like a short amount of time, and. There's like a lot of shit that, and you can yeah. do whatever you want. You can be like, you can sit back and just do nothing and like live your life and just surf and do whatever or, and that's fine. Or, you know, or you can be more actively involved and try and make the world better. And that's also mm. fine, but you don't have to. Mm. But, you know, if you want to do that, the good thing is that technology has like, I mean, technology literally like actually translates, I think in like 
Greek or something to a better way of doing something. Yeah, we we kind of got this this like I don't like I don't think that people have really I don't think that people actually like look at the internet enough. I, I don't think people wake up and go, oh my god, this is insane. Yeah. Like. What, I, I don't know why people don't do that because it's completely crazy. Like, you can just, like, text your cousin. I text my cousin, like, the mother of my godson in England, like, every other morning or we FaceTime or something. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's so it's crazy. So and email, that's crazy. Like, yeah. it's all insane. Yeah. And what we're, like, the, one of the best technology experiences you'll ever have is, you, everyone should do this, go and download the app called Be My Eyes. And it's yeah. this amazing app. It's like the it's the exact reason like why phones and the internet should exist. <laughs> it's this app that I'm not sure who developed it, where you essentially um, help people who are legally blind read things. So what happens is you get a notification on your phone, let's saying like someone needs your help. You unlock your phone. It happened to me the other day. I got this guy in Texas, right? Southern America, this like big overweight guy. And he's trying to get the number for his doctor from the business card, but he can't read it. So I'm having this conversation, this live video chat with him. And he's like holding up the card to the screen because he can like, he's visually, like, he can see enough to use the phone, but not yeah. to do this thing. Right. And, you know, I'm like reading out the numbers for him. I'm like, just hold it up a little bit, hold it still. And he's like writing them down. And then he's like calling like his GP because I could read them out for him. Wow. Like how insane is that? Like that is amazing. <laughs> and that is what cool. technology is for. Same as Uber, right? Like mm. all of these things, because you say like start with people, right? Uh, p- people first, technology second. Yeah. Now new company, that's our tagline, start with people. It's like life is not about like calling cabs. You know, it's not about, you know, booking your hotel. It's not about any of these things. Life is about like these moments that you spend with people and the experiences you have. Uber just makes it easier for you to get somewhere quicker in a better experience. Like mm. this is what technology continues like continues to deliver for us. This is what our phones do. This is what our watches apparently are doing. This is what our computers are doing, right? So it's like it, it, it's so exciting and I, I I kind of regularly try and have these moments where I sit back and appreciate what's going on because I think it's we take it a little bit for granted, I think. I got this image in my head of you waking up in your hotel room just like with a big smile on your face just going, <gasps> the internet! <laughs> it's a unicorn. Skipping to the shower. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool and, and it's just nice because, I mean, I suppose like, you know, that's one of the things I experienced with Positive Posters when we started that, you know, it's sort of like here's an idea I wonder what will happen like mm. a couple of kids with a internet connection you know the next thing you know you, you know you're receiving hundreds of entries from Iran yeah third most number of entries every year we ran the competition really right Iran. yeah wow. Australia America Iran top three every year wow right like, how good is statistics like that yeah it's it's so <laughs> cool right and then like you get these photos of like the Iranian Graphic Design Association running these huge positive posters workshops in Tehran wow. and you're like that happened. Like there is people in Tehran right now working on posters for this brief mm. because of no other reason but because of the internet. Like mm. that's pretty baller. And putting people first because you guys at some stage made the decision that you were going to do something and make something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's just it, the internet is just the internet and the whole network and all the systems around it and the devices that connect to it. These are just the things that facilitate what otherwise would have already happened. Mm. You know, but... 
in a smaller pockets. Yeah. You know, PP would have still happened in Melbourne yeah. and probably Sydney or something, right? But mm. would it have got to 127 countries or whatever it did? Hell no. Mm. No way. How the hell would that have happened, right? But it did mm. because people can just share stuff. It's really amazing. Mm. So where, where does it go though? Like what's, what's next then? So we've got this amazing kind of connection kind of ability to sort of reach across miles. Yeah, I because, don't know. Because a lot of people talk about it coming... Onto your wrist, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's the next <laughs> one but right, that's, it's, it's been seven minutes and you've already knocked, <laughs> knocked my iWatch watch twice. <laughs> Apple Watch, whatever. But a lot of people talk, are talking about like it, it going back to smaller again. Yeah. To sort of like where it's more controllable, it's more local, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I kind of like... I feel a bit weird talking about like trying to guess about the future of this sort of stuff. I think I think people overhype how much disconnectedness we're going to have. Like definitely, you know, you know, 16-year-olds today will like they don't need laptops like whatever. They they think the whole idea is stupid. You know, a guy the other day, a motivational speaker I met at a bar sent me his I did like a promotional DVD of himself a few days later. Um, and I and I walked around my house for 20 minutes and realized I didn't have a, a, a like a disc slot yes. to put it into. Oh wow! Right? Yeah. And I wrote him a note. I was like, "Thanks, buddy, but I actually can't use this thing." Um, so you know, technology is kind of moving really so, fast, so but we shouldn't send him the VHS. <laughs> it's probably all heading towards a point where we just again, similar to what I said before, we just get to focus on the things that matter yep. more. That's what all this stuff is doing. Like, anyone who thinks it's happening otherwise, like, like, there's peripheral crap that happens too as a result, and there always will be. Ashley Madison, right? So, um, you know, there's crap that is going to come out of the internet. But I think the net effect, this is, I like to talk about that a lot, like the net effect, what's the overall effect that happens here? The overall effect, I think, on our species is positive. You know, so what will continue to happen, hopefully, is we get to spend more time with the people we love yeah. and more time doing the things that we want to do. And that's important because when you have people that are inspired and passionate about what they do, they do it at a productivity rate over and above what any pay grade could possibly sort of get out of them, I think. Mm. And so this is, you know, my sister's a really good example, I suppose. She's um, into felting and a lot of these crafts and knitting and this type of stuff. And previously, you know, she has a job and she does her job. But then she comes home and she does this stuff and she blogs about it and um, she has an Instagram account. You know, I think it's Miss Catherine Elizabeth or something like this. And she does this stuff and she has a community to talk to about it. Like, that's wonderful. Yeah, 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 that's really yeah. important because otherwise you're just by yourself doing these things. You know, and now the internet, you know, everyone has a home almost. Like you can find a place. Hmm. So, let's... Take a step back, yeah. and for those who, who may not know you, Nick Hallam, who mm. are you and how did you get in here? Hi. <laughs> you, I rang and said, what level? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I suppose um, I'm a designer, I think. Good start. That, that's probably like what you say, I think. It's, I, I, you know, I, well, we were talking before we started recording about how Buzz Osborne was saying the other day how he doesn't know what he does. And I was really happy he said that because um, <laughs> I, I have trouble, you know, like the worst question people ask you when you're out is like, what do you do? And so, yeah. Which is the most common question that people would ask. The most, most right? common question. I say, what would you like to drink? <laughs> and just walk to the bar, you know. <laughs> um, but I suppose I'm, yeah, I'm, I suppose I, I, I mean, technically I'm a designer. It's what is on my piece of paper you know, a graphic designer with, you know, honors and all this sort of stuff. And, um, but I mean, let's not be defined by 
what the paper says. You know, IDEO talk about T-shaped people, you know, and if you imagine um, the letter T and the cross piece at the top representing, you know, a broad range of skills, you know, from cooking through to designing and coding or whatever, and then the, the long, tall piece indicating a vertical expertise in something so you go deep into one area but brought across the top that's probably how i like to would like to think that i'm probably described as a t-shaped person i'm quite broad in a lot of areas um Mm. which i've worked at quite hard to sort of make sure i can be articulate across a range of different stuff but i'm kind of go deep into designy kind of stuff you know and that would contradict having a specialist kind of title, wouldn't it? Definitely. It's hard to sort of go, yeah, this is like my speciality. I'm, you know, there's a thousand better UI designers and UX designers than me, right. even though I do that sort of work. I'm very much a sort of a, a generalist. I, it, I suppose like all of this sort of stuff really started like back in high school days, but I was doing, um, the, the subject was then called visual communication design, right? right. And um, VCD. And, uh, you know, I did it. Because I didn't, I thought organized education was for chumps, and I was like, "This is stupid. It's a factory model. Like, this is why am I here?" Sort of thing. I was in this like Melbourne private school, and I didn't want to do it. But I had this really young, young teacher. She was like 25, and she was like, "Nick, you should really do this. Like, think about design as a career." To the point where she called my parents in, like after school one day, and was like, "Nick should really think about being a designer." <laughs> and I was like, "This is stupid. How do you get a career? I just want to wear a suit." Rah, rah, rah. And coincidentally, like this is a funny thing, like. Um, the year before she was at my school, she'd been at another school in Melbourne and she had taught Chris, Dan and Jack from Motherbird. <laughs> and she left their school and came to Caulfield and she can, like at my school, and she said to me, that she's like, there's this other guy who I taught last year who's like quite a good designer and I'm going to connect you two. And so the year wow. I graduated, she connected Jack and I into Grave Street in Melbourne and we sat there and we stared at each other like these pimply like 18, 19 year olds or something. <laughs> and, um, and that's the first time Jack and I met. And then of course, like a few years later, Jack and Dan and Chris ended up branding Positive Posters, which was like this first time we all worked together. They, they, they started their studio and I started PP in the same month. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up, I actually ended up applying not to not to one university to design. I thought design like that's how bad I thought it was as a career choice that I didn't actually apply. But when I realized that I my only thing I would have got into was financial planning or something, I thought oh, I'm not actually sure. Maybe I should do something about this. So I went to a my mum drove me to a, a Swinburne TAFE and I went to like a TAFE interview and I went and showed them my folio and they said you can come here, guy. And so I went and I, I went and I, uh, I went to TAFE and it was the best thing that ever happened because financially, in case anyone doesn't yeah, know, yeah. TAFE is cheap, yeah. like really well, it cheap. Was it won't be yeah, for much longer? It won't be anymore. Cheap. It's going to yeah. go up. Yeah. It's like you know a thousand fifteen hundred dollars a year or something. Yeah. And I was the same. I was TAFE because yeah. I could afford it. Right. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, I was really lucky. Like my parents were willing to pay for university, but I just was like, this sounds like a place where robots go. Which is totally ill-informed, but, you know, as a 17-year-old, whatever, I didn't know. And so, I went to TAFE, and it was the best because I got to do letra set, like, and make publications with my hands and do, you know, well, is it called live drawing, you know, where you have nude models and stuff? Yeah, live drawing. Uh, live yeah. drawing, live drawing on Wednesdays in charcoal, you know, and I got really got to get my hands dirty, and... I probably would have left after the second year when it finished if I hadn't found this book 
in the library one day, and the book was. I, I like telling this story because I want everyone to like read the book. <laughs> the book is that it's the orange book which you've all seen, which is Joseph Muller. I think it's Joseph Muller Brockman's uh, grid systems. Grid systems. In fact, potentially he's not the author, but essentially his work is in it. And I found that, and that was when all the stars aligned. I got design at that point. I was like. I was like systems like art and science have met yes. I now get this <laughs> so funny I, that exact thing happened to me that mm-hmm. happened, I find that happens to everybody yeah. at some stage I was so I was, much later than that uh, I was so and it was just I was sitting on one of those you, you know those um, round stools with the wheels in libraries yeah. that they push around yeah. I was sitting on one of those with a sandwich that I think my mum had made in Gladrap and I just <laughs> pulled out the orange book because it was orange and I opened it up and I saw like page layouts on the left and then page layouts with the grid system exposed on the right. right. And I said, there's yeah. a structure here and I am in and I will give you my life now design. Yeah. Take me, <laughs> take me, you know, and that's it. And I went home and I remember I told mom, I was like, I'm transferring from TAFE. I'm going to uni. Right. I went to university. I worked my face off. Like I was so obsessed um, with everything I had to learn about Helvetica. Anyone who could tell me about like structure and typography I wanted to know I remember the moment I realized that someone designed a letter like a single letter (laughs) you know and then had designed it bigger for bold it's a moment of like oh oh yeah it's amazing (laughs) and so it was so good and and I was so happy that happened and then you know I ended up leaving um, Swinburne Uni after I finished the university I went to Monash um, because they let me do a whole year on one project so I wow. on anything you liked, and so I joined. Uh, was that your masters? It was my honors, yeah. Your honors. So sorry, I yeah. joined seventeen girls, oh, who were right. in the year before. They were all Monash people, and I rocked up this one guy from Swinburne. So it was seventeen girls and me, and I did uh, a year looking. So, so planned. That's rough. So yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting year, and I and I <laughs> I did um, a research project into 20th century sans serif type. Wow. So I looked at a different type from like Futuria in 27 all the way through to Gotham in 2000. And I, and I went through and I looked at all of them, how they came about, you know, Gil Sands is a creep. You know, I went through all of them, <laughs> all the way through. And then I ended up trying to really understand this like hidden system, looked at geometry and the golden proportion and um, a lot of this sort of stuff. And I never really resolved the project. But, you know, the funny part about that year was that simultaneously I was working on positive posters so at night i would go to this office in the city and work on pp and a true story is even the even two weeks before my honors was going to be handed in like my whole finished whatever they call it like not a thesis but they call have some name the uni was telling me like it was like nick you can just make pp your honors work like right. you right. can just forget about all these grid systems and golden proportion and trying to understand this thing and i had this whole thing i, I actually was trying to propose that how we judge beauty is guided by mathematics and formulas. Right. And it was so, I don't know, maybe too like, too sort of artsy and it's too like sciencey and mathematics-y for the art department. But Mm. yeah, and I was kind of a little bit offended that they were asking me to, like (laughs) offering me to do PP as my project because I know this meant a lot to me and um, I never really got to finish that project. And, you know, of course, in the end, I, I handed it in and it all finished and, but then, I doubled down on positive posters. Right. Um, and that was 2009. So where, so where did PP come from though? Like that was just, was that just something you came up with? Or? Well, it, so it was like a chance encounter with actually, like, it's funny, I haven't thought about it just now until you asked me, but 
it was a guy who was doing his masters in economics at Melbourne Uni. So that was my co-founder of that. So it was very much a business versus design thing, which mm-hmm. has now been a theme throughout my whole life. Um, but we both got together and we said, you know, we've both had these great educations. We're both finishing this year. What's something that we could do to give back to the world? Like if we could do something that was bigger than us, what would it be? Right. And that was all we wanted to do. Like that was our brief. And I sat in bed one morning when we, we met in Japan and at a, like on a ski trip. And I, when I got back to Melbourne, I was sitting in bed. And I remember I was like I was sketching and I was like, what would happen if like if we put a poster like designed designers designed posters about trying to advertise the issues that they cared about. And we pasted them up on like all over the like city. And I called Matt and I said, Matt, you know, I think I've had an idea. And we said, we should do this. And so we had a meeting in this, in his dad's office and we literally split the room into like business and design and like right. Motherbird were there. And like, I don't even know if they were called Motherbird. And the, he took the business people and they thought about how we can, you know, monetize this, which we never figured out. And <laughs> we all went back and talked about like, what should the stock be and rah, rah, rah. Someone found a web development team and we put a WordPress site up and, you know, we just said, everyone enter and we'll paste these up all over Melbourne if we, you know, if we enter and we thought we would get, you know, you know, a few posters and we got 350 from 53 countries in the first wow. sort of in the first year. year. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and we had the exhibition at Rooftop Cinema on a Wednesday night and you had to queue to get in. It was insane and mm. it was awesome. It was a great experience and um, we, we did it every year after that for five years is it still cool. going though it's 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 not running right now i mean the organization still exists i'm still the the chairman of it we're a non-for-profit we're a registered charity but the thing that plagued it i mean my life has been backwards right like i started a non-profit <laughs> then i started a conference and now i'm running like a, a you know a design company it's like <laughs> it's nice i should have done this it. the other way around right <laughs> yeah um, so you know essentially we you know, I, I it's probably it's not fair to say. We, I think I, I never really figured out how to make money from it. Yeah. Um, and not, I mean, make money is in me personally. Make money. I mean, make money is in this thing doesn't die. Yeah, you know, it's we sustainable. Got, yeah, we got so much traffic um, at the time. You know, we saw the other day we had like a million page views in a year or something. Like wow. we had so much traffic that the hosting bill, I think one year, almost personally cost me ten thousand dollars just for. The, you know, because there's no Amazon back then, Amazon Web Services and stuff, and it just—I had never thought about the costs, you know, let alone mm. the printing costs and the distribution for the posters and everything. And that's actually how sex drugs came about because we needed to, we needed to make money for positive posters to pay the internet. Right. Le- Leisha kind of told me this, told me yeah. this story, and I was, it actually had it written down as something that I wanted to kind of hear because. From a Sydney, maybe it's a Sydney perspective or just an outsider's perspective. I remember sort of seeing the two and s- recognizing the names, and yeah. they sort of came out of the ether at the same time, but watching from a distance. And then I remember them being split and differently yeah. branded and all that sort That's of stuff. That's right. So it was confusing initially, I admit. I mean, <laughs> PP was around for three years before sex drugs was. And yeah, I remember one day, you know, getting in that email from your accounts department from your web development company that says, <laughs> here's the hosting, and you go, F, you know, what's hosting? (laughs) And um, this is pre me knowing anything about online. And I love that. What's hosting and why is it costing me so much money? Yeah, exactly. You know, and now I use this analogy with clients. I'm like, like, you know how you rent a space for your stuff? Like, this is how this works. (laughs) And so when you have like thousands of designers uploading posters to your servers, it's expensive. So, you know, we needed to make eight grand or something like this. And um, someone said, you know, I was actually in Ballarat 
Ballarat University giving a talk and someone said, you know, what uh, conference should we go to this year? And I said, you know, I, I haven't been for a few years and what are the price points like now and rah, rah, rah. And they all, they, at the time, they seemed to be these like quite big commitments time-wise and also yeah. financially. And I just thought, wow, like, you know, is there a way we could just do a smaller one of these that's kind of a little bit like underdog and we'll just do a small room and maybe we could, you know, do the numbers in my head and we might make enough money to pay for the hosting here. And that's basically what happened. And, and I booked a room at the Telstra Business Center in the city in Melbourne and um, 200 people came and we charged them, you know, some amount per ticket, I can't remember. And because I was probably doing mainly running it back then with a friend of mine, Sunil, I think like none of the AV worked and all that sort of crap and it was pretty <laughs> sketchy. But, you know, it, it raised the money for PP and kept it going for another couple of years and it was just meant to be a one-off, you know, like my friend Andy, who now, you know, is a partner in the business, but at the time he just emceed the event. Andy and I sat in the couch and because like, you know everyone says like how's the name come about well we just sat down we're like you know, we want to be I don't know, 22 or something right 23 so we're like hey we want to be different really different man what's a different name you know and we're like sex drugs and uncoated paper sex drugs and InDesign you know all this sort of shit I like how he's just like didn't leave sex drugs yeah, yeah. Like, well, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have sex, sex. Gotta, have drugs. gotta have gotta have drugs have, gotta have drugs which by the way has like two <laughs> has like two two kind of negative things one is you get caught in spam filters right yeah. with your emails uh, the yeah, other one is when you get bigger the larger brands are not necessarily as interested uh, really yeah right. they kind of I mean you know we're getting more cred now but it definitely has come up it definitely comes mm. up so mm. you know and eventually we landed on Sex Drugs and Helvetica because I think there was some impetus to like get the name out that week or something so I love how that I mean it's something that you would never in a million years think of when you're 21, 23 sitting around going what's a cool fun name of a conference that I would want to go to. Yeah. You're not thinking about any no. of those things. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. And, and and the truth is we only ever wanted to do one. You can ask anyone at the time. There was no intention to build yeah. anything out of this. It was do it once, raise the money, keep positive posters going. But the, you know, this is like something that I've always just, in life, you kind of just have to say yes to things and just see what happens. And if you don't, it's like you kind of miss out and stuff. And we just did it. And, uh, it was fun. Like, it was just fun, man. Like, it was cool and everyone was there and we had fun and I got to hang out with all my friends and I felt weird because I knew most of the people there and they had all paid and I felt real guilty that they had given me money because I was still like a pretty, you know, naive kind of designer with a little bit of business, no business experience, I would say. My first business was like 13, but like, apart from that, I hadn't really done anything. And so, you know, we kind of had this, all of a sudden, we had this thing that people were paying for and, then, you know, I'll like, you know, Andy won't want me to tell it, but I like saying it. Andy and I were living together at the time. Um, so Andy also goes by Gatsby, the illustrator, watercolor illustrator. Mm. And Andy and I were living together. And we had this thing where people had started to email us and at Agda Drinks would be like, when's the next conference? And we were like, what do you mean? You know, we're not doing this <laughs> bloody thing again. It's a nightmare. Have you ever run a conference? You're going to put up all this capital, you know? Oh, man. And, I, Andy stood, we shared a bathroom, we had a two-story house uh, near Monash Uni, and we had shared a bathroom, and he stood in the doorway of the bathroom, like, into my bedroom, and he was in his underwear, and I, and he was like, he's standing there, and I'm in bed, and we're having this, like, stressful, like, are we going to do this again moment, like, and I said, fucking man, I said, we should just do this bloody thing, because... Like, this is the thing that, like, we had fun and everyone had fun. And if we're having fun, we should just do it, man. Yeah. You know, like that kind of moment. And we just did. And we just said, screw it. We're going to do it again. And, you know, we did it. And we hired this weird underground church space on 
in the city. It was kind of weird in Melbourne, and um, and it worked again, and we had yeah. more had more fun, and like and and it's continued to grow. I think you know just because good people trying to do something that's hmm. what what was the idea behind? Because I remember when it first came out, and I was like, oh, like the fact that you focus on each speaker focus on one yes product or one job. You've heard you've definitely heard like people say they want to scratch their own ear to try it. Yeah. This is the same thing. It's like this year when I've been talking about the conference, I was saying like sometimes, not always, but sometimes you go to conferences and people get up and they go, here's all the work I've ever done. Yes. And they sit down and you go, and then then I did this and then I did this and then I did this. Right. And and so we just thought like, we sat down and we were like kind of objectively, we're just like, what was the best things that we remember from our yep. conferences like yep. whether it would be age ideas or semi or anything we'd ever been to like what were the best presentations and you find with like we found anyway without doubt they're the ones where people tell a story mm. and so we thought like how can we get these guys to tell stories and then we said well let's just ask them to tell a story about a single project mm-hmm. and you know so far it's really it works fast like it's brilliant people get up and they say here's uh, last year Michael from Build he's like you know one of my heroes, and we got him to come out. He's a lovely guy, and uh, he talks about this branding. Branding it was like a Ukrainian TV station for kids, and he's like, we had to meet the client in Spain or something in neutral territory because of visa problems. Like these crazy things. Because yeah. the thing is, like you guys will know this, right? You have like great people come on this on this show. These people are all normal people, like Chris Doyle. Like these guys are great, normal everyday people. And they're amazingly talented, like absolutely no question about it. But they have trouble with their work. Like things happen yeah. along the way yeah. that just happen. And I was worried that students were like going, oh my God, I'll never be like that. Like how everything happens right for them and nothing happens for me. But to them, they like everything must fall in place for those people because they're so good. And I was like, I knew these people mainly because they had all judged positive posters. And I was like, that, that's not what happens. Like. Yeah. Bad stuff happens and you yeah. can't get around it. And that's kind of, you know, sex, drugs and Helvetica is, is like, I suppose a lot of it about, it about it is going and sitting there and actually seeing the real stories behind what happens, you know. Mm. Mm. I think that that's the really, when, when you first came out, I was just like, that's such an awesome idea because the, in conferences, you, you try to find ways to make sure that each speaker is going to be great. And... The only way you can really do that is like, okay, well, you have to do your speech, and then it and then it loses a whole kind of yeah. A, there's a very fine line between kind of giving a concise brief and then yeah. dictating someone you need to do it this way. But that's just perfect because because typically people are going to choose something that they're really passionate about, that they really they found fun, they're exciting, and that's mm. gonna that passion is going to come out to everyone else as well. Yeah, and mm. and, and you know, to Zach and Andy and Leisha who do a lot of the grunt work at Sex Drugs now, all of it, you know. You know, they spend a lot of time choosing speakers, and it's impossible to always know if they're mm. going to be good speakers. Yep. It's really hard. But you know, Kevin Finn like once recommended to us to work on a referral basis from previous speakers, which works well. But yep. you know, you let these people tell a story, and you know, sometimes, hopefully, most of the time, if they're passionate, they do a really good job. Tim Busing last year did an incredible job. Mm. It was an unbelievable job. You know, so good. And told such a great story. I actually was like crying. I was so like <laughs> moved by his presentation. Had you seen that the story? About yeah, I had never seen. I'd never known anything about it's it. It's pretty great, isn't it? Really good. Yeah. yeah, it's actually online. Like I, I've sent it to some people since, like saying like you want to see a really great example of how technology can yeah. improve the world, right? That was just a classic. 
classic project. Yeah. Yeah. Really excellent. I was really proud of Tim because Tim taught it. I mean, he's a friend of the show. Obviously, we had him on fairly early and still does a lot of stuff with us at Tractor. Yeah. But um, he, ca- he came in in the early days of Tractor and one of the presentations he did was to like six students. He's great. He, he he's just, so great. He's one of those guys I'm just like, God, Tim, like, <laughs> you're so <laughs> good. Like, yeah. You're, you know, you're such a legend. Like, really... Uh, He's really cool and he's, he's he's got a lot of perspective and, and, you know, credit to, again, the guys at the conference for choosing awesome people. Like, we've met some really great people so far. Now, I want to come back to sex drugs yeah. a little bit. There's a couple more things I want to talk about. So, I want to talk a little bit about IDEO. Yeah. So, so how did that happen? You worked at IDEO Singapore. Yeah, I did work at IDEO. Um, worked for IDEO, I should say, in the sense that I, I never was on the... I've never been an employee. I want to be clear about that because sometimes mm-hmm. people mistaken that they say oh nick from audio it's like i only ever like contracted to them right um but that was a dream from as soon as i learned about business and design and technology and how they need to balance to create innovation uh, at least in audio's eyes i always wanted to work work with them or around them and learn about their their -hmm. process and i thought if i could do it before i die i would be very honored to be you know able to have spent any time there and so actually it was about the time that i was at the loop in Sydney, and uh, there's a, a little bit of a funny story about that whole experience and why I even ended up there. If anyone here is like listening, remembers the loop when it was red and black, and yeah. you could hardly use it. Um, it. You know, it was clear to me that this had to change, and I was just beginning to get interested in product design, and so I sent, I just unsolicited sent Pip three homepage redesigns. <laughs> I, was, I got their email from Jack, and I was like, Pip, this is how this should look, and she came and saw me, and she's like, Hey, that's really interesting. Thanks, man. And that was it. And about six months later, she called me um, and she's like, hey, Nick, will you come up for five days? Um, and I flew up the day after my 25th birthday and I stayed in her place in Bondi and um, I went in for a week and uh, halfway through that week, she said, will you just stay here and finish the redesign with us? And I stayed for six months. And Did you really stay for that long? Yeah, I was in Sydney wow. for six months. and um, We caught up once. We did, yeah. <laughs> I was living at Pip's place and then I ended up living on my buddy Tony's house on his couch it was Pip's next door neighbor that's another long story but Tony's now a director at Joan Um, but uh, you know we end up saying and and I didn't I knew that the loop needed to be fixed and I knew that structurally it was wrong and that's really where I work nowadays is in the architecture of products visually I knew it was a nightmare and I'm probably not as strong as a lot of people like you know your Buzz Osborne's or your James Nobles when it comes to you know color and type and so I called I knew Buzz was tied up but I called James from Carter and I flew him up and they ended up doing the 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 style guides and everything and all the design for the loop and then me and the internal team kind of implemented it with um, a really great senior UX guy who taught me a lot called Matt Morfitt and so we were doing the loop and then in that time I had this like open search this is getting back to audio I had this open search on TweetDeck for the hashtag graphic design hashtag Melbourne combination this is a weird thing I had. I was just watching that to see who was tweeting hashtag Melbourne, hashtag graphic design. <laughs> and this guy called Ryan Fitzgibbons tweeted, is there anyone in Melbourne who's a graphic designer, hashtag Melbourne, hashtag graphic design? And, you know, I just clicked on this thing and I'm always up for chatting to people. And I went and had a coffee with this guy. And it turns out he's from IDEO, transferred from the San Francisco Singapore office in Melbourne doing a research project. We hang out and he, slide, and he slides this IDEO business card across the table like with the silver embossed IDEO logo you know and I felt my heart kind of race you know I was like I'm sitting down with a real IDEOer and that was it he left and we kept in touch and that was that was the whole story Mm. and then a few 
um, we, so basically he ended up quitting RDO, moved back to Melbourne and went on to uh, found and start this isn't the Hello Mister guy. Hello Mister. Yeah, right. He was in Sydney. I was at the like doing the loop, and at night we used to catch up on Oxford Street and just have beers because I didn't know anyone, and he didn't know anyone, and I ended up we ended up having cocktails just around the corner from here the night that he got funded on Kickstarter for Hello Mister. All right, right. Because he'd put all this work and effort into that, and had built that amazing publication, and now he's absolutely killing it, and. Anyway, we got to share a lot of mutual notes and thoughts on the industry and what design was like. Mm. And one day, IDEO Singapore emailed Ryan and said, hey, do you know any comm designers who would you know, be interested in doing um, a, a piece of work with us for an Australian client? And Ryan just said, yeah, you've got to speak to Nick. And wow. uh, they emailed me. I went and sat down with them. I'm a big people always say like how's a good way to get work? How's a good way to get in the industry? I always say create value before you ask for value, right? Mm. Um, which is something I, I another yeah. quote from Gary Vaynerchuk we were talking about earlier, right? Mm. And that's what I, I went and met these guys. They explained the problem. They said, are you available? I said, yes. I finished the meeting. It was a Friday lunch. I drove to the beach down at my parents' place and I, I tried to solve the entire problem in one weekend. <laughs> and I sent it to them. I was like, here guys, here's, how I'm, like, here's what I think this could do. And they're like, okay, we've got six months to do this, but thanks for anyway, kid. <laughs> you know, but I really wanted to work with them. And they wrote back and said, yeah, let's do this and they put me on a plane and we went to Singapore for a while wow. and um, then I ended up doing work on and off with them in Sydney for, for a year we were just on and off doing bits and pieces mm. um, but it was through like initially through Twitter and then yeah just like that and so I got really lucky I got exposed because they're such an international company Yeah, I got to work with a lot of the guys from like the Munich office and from Tokyo and from mm. New York and so I've ended up um, having a great network of IDEO people who I can email quite regularly about Different projects. That's awesome. So, so how does Joan fit into that then? <laughs> because I, I'll tell you. Like, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> how this happened. Great. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you a different version. What happened was, I can't say who the client was, but we were on this job. And we had worked really hard, really hard on, this, on these things. And we had done all of the testing. This is, you know, this, sorry, this is the IDEO project we're on. We'd done all this testing and we'd come up with those four ways that this client could go with their new product. And I remember sitting there and the, the CEO came in. He hadn't really had that much exposure, or at least I didn't think he had. And he walked around the room and, he, and, he, and he, I just, and I might be recollecting this wrong, recollecting this wrong, but he just went and he said, that one. That's oh. what we're doing. Okay. And, I was so, and it wasn't my place because I wasn't an IDEO employee. I was just a contractor. So I was standing back. And I just remember going, like, we've done so much research. Like, that's not the right one. Like, we have to, you know, I want to talk to you in depth. I, I don't want 30 minutes of your time because we have to fit into your calendar. He this went is, to the 80 school of management, though, that tells you right, that you have to make a quick decision. Right. So he was and I, politics. And not. that night I went to the Corner Hotel in Melbourne and I met Andy and, he, you know, Andy from Sex Drugs and his sister. And I remember being, I remember like being furious. I ordered like a pint of beer and I sat down. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't work. Like I love IDEO and I loved everything. And I was, I think we'd maybe started to talk about there being an opportunity to join the team and down the track, maybe kind of who knows what would happen sort mm. of thing. And I remember being like, I'm, I'm not ready to be in a situation where I put in all this work and someone just goes that one. Like I, That's rough. It just wasn't it wasn't the level of control I wanted. Yeah. And so 
I never really pushed IDO and they didn't push me and we just sort of parted ways and I then came back to Melbourne. I started working on an idea pretty heavily. Um, I wanted to do like a, almost like a creative version of LinkedIn for our industry, which I documented all on my blog for like six months and I had a lot of great people contribute. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I was working on it with a guy who was living next door to Pip, um, Tony, who was a developer whose couch I slept on. And we, he worked on it in here and I developing it and I designed it in Melbourne. And basically... Um, I went to America to talk to some people about it and I came back and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start my own company and we're going to do, we're going to focus on, you know, digital products because that's what I love and, you know, everyone's going to call it design thinking. I don't care, whatever that is, I don't understand it, but we're going to do this, you know, human-centered stuff, whatever, human-centered design, all these buzzwords, you yeah. know, people love <laughs> and it's going to, you know, whatever it is, this is just how we do it. We're going to start with people and I've been talking, you know, since I started Joan, people have been emailing me because initially Positive Posters was meant to be run by Joan. Right. There's emails back in 2009 where I used to talk about Positive Posters run by Joan, but I just had never done it. So it took seven years to ha- actually happen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just I just was waiting to... I think like emotionally and mentally, I had to be ready. I had to get IDEO out of my system. I had to cross it off the list. You yeah. know, I had to do a bunch of stuff. Eventually, I was ready to settle down and say, okay, I'm ready to work for people, but I'm going to do it the way I want. And uh, I'm going to do it with the people I want. And so I found two great, great co-founders or co-partners or whatever you call them. Ed, a really talented, um, really talented thinker, kind of T-shaped like me, engineer, mechanical engineering background, picking up interface pretty quickly. Wow. And that guy, Tony, who slept, who Katja slept on, I convinced him over a few beers in Brisbane, to, uh, in Sydney to move down to Melbourne. And so that's where Joan came about. And so now... I'm not quite sure what we do. I think we we kind of work with funded startups and companies who have digital products they want to bring to life. We do a lot of research, uh, a lot of user interviews, a lot of testing. We don't design interfaces that much. I'm not in Sketch that often Mm. or Photoshop. Mm. More higher level things, I think. So where, um, really low level question, but the name, where did the name come from? Well, like you guys just found out, it was actually around in 2009. Mm. Um, so my current rationale doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the current rationale is that something all, you know, clients ask and you say it's like the anti-tech, right? Yeah. Everyone from tech companies are like, you know, Blue Spark Digital or something, right? Yeah, and right, you go, yeah. oh, here they are, yeah. right? The Blue Spark guys. Or just drop the vowel. Right, drop, drop the, the vowel, vowel Put an L-Y on the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... You know, I mean, it was my grandmother's name, and I think maybe that's why I, I chose it back in those days, in 2009. Um, I was really close. But at the time, when we had to incorporate the company, you know, eventually you have to send the forms to ASIC and say what the company's called. And Ed didn't mind it, and I was still happy with Joan, and it was just a working title, and so we went with it. But nowadays, people think it's funny because we rock up in, you know, skinny jeans and stuff, and we're like these young guys in our 20s talking about, like, Joan, this old lady's name. But, you know, we're all about... You know, we we're talking at the beginning about people, right? And yeah. it's, you can't get less tech than Joan, right? And yeah. that's probably, you know, we're extremely non-tech, very technical company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That could be a new <clears throat> new tagline. Yeah, <laughs> to confuse everybody. Yeah, that's great. We, um, we're we're getting pretty tight for time, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Tiny Letter as well. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not called Tiny Letter, but I always forget what it is called. So Yeah. It, well, it's, I suppose it's a Tiny Letter, right? So, like, right. yeah. So, um, i just been doing, a, you know, like, you got me into that, Flynn, a bunch of stuff at Tractor, doing a couple of classes. I think teaching is something that is, 
Um, I didn't think, you know, teaching or lecturing or whatever you want to call it, I'm not qualified to teach, but I think when you are asked to pass on knowledge or at least help people with something, you are forced to sort of reflect on what you know and that really helps me improve as a as a sort of a professional. Yep, so yep. Um, I always, you know, whenever says someone says, you know, can you come and talk to these people, I sort of try and make room and time for it. Yeah. And I just sitting in a tractor class one night and there were so many things I wanted to link people to. I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to start this. I found this thing called tinyletter.com and you can just send out a little email newsletter to a couple of people. And I said, you guys sign up and we'll have eight people and I'll just send you guys these like uh, links every couple of days, right? <laughs> and that's how it started. And so now I've got 87 people have signed up. And, no way. Um, yep. So yeah, it's t- so tinyletter.com forward slash N Hallam, H-A-L-L-I-M. This is definitely going to be in the show notes because um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's, I mean, they, they come through at random times and then it's always something that maybe I've been thinking about or... And I've tried, I've tried like blogs, hole. right? I've yeah. tried blogs, and I've I've had a blog for a while, and I had all sorts of different things. I've had, mm. you know, everyone has Twitter, and yeah. but this is this thing where it's like it's small, and I don't feel like I'm yelling to all of my like everyone on my Twitter yeah. followers. It's like I don't want to. You're not all interested in this, mm. but it's a very like. I know I can talk about digital product design. I talk about driverless cars a little bit because I like that, and I talk about you know just cool. Yeah. Flynn, Flynn said I'm not allowed to talk. Not allowed to talk about that because that'll be the rest of the show. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> not talking about driverless cars today. Um, you two won't shut up. But I like it. It's a nice. It's an interesting thing. And if you're inter- interested in digital products, and you know, and and I just feel like it's a really comfortable way for me to go. Hey, I've seen that, and I think it's cool. Yeah. And maybe you'll think it's cool too. Mm. The only criteria I have is like, what like two criteria I suppose. One is, am I actually like was I actually interested in like thought that was really cool? Yeah. And secondly, like will this like add value to the like the people that subscribe to this. Yeah. If it's just some random rubbish like uh, that I like and I don't think will add any value, I won't publish it. But mm. yeah, and there's no structure. Like it doesn't. I have no idea when the next one's going to go out. But mm. that's one of the best things about it. I find the the tiny letter whole idea of it. And I've seen other ones, and I've subscribed to some other ones that are just that as well. It is just yeah. someone that every now and then they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to take a screenshot of that and I'm going to say this instead of telling someone yeah or something and just putting it into words and yeah. and sending it out and it might be a little bit of a thought for me or it might be something I was thinking about or it might be something fairly random but yeah. it's just, just interesting and there's no agenda and it's yeah. no it's agenda, like, yeah. hey guys it's don't you think cool. it's really weird how this ground floor is level one yeah. on the elevator or whatever yeah, I, and you yeah. think about it and you go oh yeah, yeah. it's I like ATMs the chair. I, when Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the air on chair. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. That's cr- like I, I love literally that. sitting in one, and I was like feeling underneath. And I was like, oh yeah, there are two little. That was awesome. <laughs> that was all. I I lost it. I thought that was gonna break. The, I took a photo of that one. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like I have uncovered. The, like for everyone who's like listening on the back of air on chairs, they have two dots, and it, t- oh, it has a number of dots to indicate the size. And this is like a little user experience piece that I thought was incredible. And I took a photo, and I took all this time to like Photoshop it so I could zoom in, and I tweeted it, and expecting like I was like, I'm gonna get seventy five. I retweet. Yeah, not one person cared about this dumb chair. <laughs> I loved it. I I loved I'm it. surprised I hadn't done something about yeah. that. I must have seen the tweet. I no, think because no you put it in the tweet. It's a Friday afternoon, and rah, rah, rah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, let's finish this up by just talking a little bit more about sex drugs. Sure. Yeah. So, who who, who are you really keen to see this time? We all we've since the company's grown, we've uh, tried to um, splash out and get the international speakers. Yeah. I'm not sure, but we're you know, one of the conferences around that isn't underpinned by a studio or like another company. So we don't have 
some financial safety net, right? Yeah. It just, we have the conference and that's it. We don't right. have another revenue source, really. So it's a lot of a capitals upfront that you spend and to get internationals, it's expensive because yeah. mm-hmm. you fly them over here for two weeks, accommodation. Put them up, yeah. But this year we have two internationals, which is really exciting. So we have Cheryl Heller, who I'm really excited. She's from New York. She's, uh, she founded the, the first master's program for design for social innovation at the New York School of Visual Arts. Mm. So she's just going to be amazing. I think, you know, obviously with my history with PP, like I'm so stoked to hear about everything she has to say. Mm. And the other one is, uh, the other international that is, um, James Greenfield from, well, at the time he was at Design Studio, but now he's at his his new company. And he designed, he was a creative director behind the Airbnb Mm, rebrand. So that's going to be... I can't think so interesting. I mean, that's a huge, I mean, obviously it's a digital product rebrand, um, which is right up my alley. So I think that'll be really, really interesting. And I'm going to try, shall I try and get these, I'm going to try and do this sort of like straight up from memory. Cause yeah, I, I was wondering if I you're going to, no, I do. I, super impressed. No, I, okay. So we got Zoe from Eskimo, yep. who's from Sydney. Who's Great. always amazing. Who's always amazing. Love Zoe. Um, ben. Ben Miles. Miles. Yes, yeah, Interbrand. He's, he's, he's going to be one of the big, big designers. I mean, he's already big now, but yeah. I think he's going to be one of the big Australian designers in the future. Yeah, definitely. So Nick from Projects of Imagination, cool. which do amazing stuff. Like, I'm not sure what work they've done out of Melbourne, but I'm sure they have, definitely. But all those sort of restaurants, etc. And Daniel from August, um, I'm sure, is the other one. So another digital product company. Uh, really good lineup, I think, and all credits to the guys like Zach and Andy and Leisha for researching and like choosing these guys. Um, it's year five, which is kind of scary. Year three in Brisbane. It's the first year Amazing. we're coming. First year we're coming to Sydney with the master classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. Is um, that a little taster for to see what what the Sydney market's like and. The master class thing is a good thing, as if we did it last year. Yep. It's great to get this in depth insights like one-on-one time with the speakers um so i think definitely people have been asking us to come to sydney and this is just i suppose a way for us to come up here and say you know we hear you and Mm. we're around um james from uh, who did the airbnb stuff he's just sold out everywhere but the uh, cheryl's one is still available in in sydney and it's good like i'm happy we're coming here um i'm going to be here for the for the master classes and i think it'll be It'll be really exciting and, you know, I, we haven't even talked about, you know, are we going to do a conference in Sydney as well? It's like doing two is already crazy. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time, <laughs> at the time. You only wanted to do one. Well, at the time we wanted to do one and then, then when we wanted to do the second one, there were so many here. Yeah. Like, do you remember when Field Trip was around oh, yeah. and Semi and like, there were so many events. Oh, there was, was one like, year where there was like five or six that, design I'm sure events that and that's and the that, year then, I went then, to none. Yeah, yeah. And then there was all the advertising ones as well because there was like three massive advertising that were like yeah on two year there's access, a lots yeah. of yeah there's yeah. a lots of events and, and we ended up just we ended up saying what's happening in brisbane you know mm. and it's a lot smaller it's a third the size population everyone ever been pulling out of brisbane as well people they? had been yeah. and we mm. you know so, so you know again nick with my infinite business wisdom <laughs> um, flew in and said here we are you know and but it's been it's been really good i have none of us regret that decision we've built a community in brisbane i've got such good friends up there now the design scene is thriving Driving. Mm, Joseph and Mark that. are killing it. They've mm. got Breeder with them. This great design studio is there. Like, I'm so angry. You were telling me that they're like in the same building. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, same building. Yeah. Same yeah. building. They're all part so of the funny. same family. Mm. They're so amazing. And mm. they're kind of quiet too. Like, they don't make a big deal about how good they are. I know yeah. Ben and Jess. And um, 
they're just so cool. Like they're so cool and they're so authentic and they just get shit done. They bloody rebranded MySpace mm. and designed it globally. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> no one's like where are the awards and the fanfare? Like this company in Brisbane, it's so cool. Like they're just awesome, you know. And mm. I, I really like. I'm just. We had such a great welcome in that city. I love it, and I, uh, you know, it's just been awesome. So, and you know, it's changed now. It's different. There's less conferences around, and Semi mm. I think just does one city in the. Because mm. uh, it, it would have been sorry to interrupt, but it would have been almost at a time where it, it probably would have felt like, well, so at this rate, next year there's going to be. 15 conferences that yeah. we're going to have to compete with. Surely that must have been yeah. something you were thinking about. Definitely, at that time. definitely. And like I was we, thinking it. Like we thinking knew everyone. Like I knew Damien was doing field trip and like yeah. Matt like was doing AD and on digital and like there's just heaps of stuff going on and it was yeah. just sometimes, you know, it's like one of those things you rock up to the party and everyone's, you, know, you realize you're two hours late and everyone's yeah, yeah. going crazy and you're like, I'm just going to go home and watch Friends, you know? Like, it was one of those things. That's kind of how we were like, let's just leave Sydney, let it settle down a little bit. We'll go to Brisbane. Probably a good idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, never say never. I really, you know, it'd be cool. It's a, cool. It's a great place and I love it here and all that sort of stuff. Great, great. Well, I'm um, hoping to come down for the Melbourne one. I came last year, loved it. Excellent. That'd it's be great. awesome. Yep. Awesome. That's going to take us to the end, but we do have a little code for everyone that's listening, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. Okay. So um, I've got it in my notes just in okay, case. You great. So you don't Excellent. have to remember everything off the Excellent. top of your head. Excellent. I'm mentally high-fiving Zach right now, yeah. just being like we remembered. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for anyone who's listening to the show, um, we, there's 10% off the general admission and student tickets, and also that'll give you um, some cash off the master classes. Uh, so the discount code you enter is Sex Drugs ADR. Cool, and we'll put that in our show notes. Show notes. Are we able to tweet that as well? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, that does take us to the end. Uh, Nick, you're one of those people that I think we could sit here and probably talk about anything mm. and have a, like, it's one of those ones where it Part ends and I driverless think... driverless cars. Yeah. <laughs> no, no yeah. driverless cars, people. I've got my own podcast because driverless cars... Okay, with, um, How about a podcast that has no Australian people talking into it? driverless cars. <laughs> Radio. Right, I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> right, well, you guys have a good time with that. For now, we usually end the show by just telling people how they can find us. So, oh, yeah. how can people find you after this? Um, I think Twitter. Yep. Just N Hallam. N-H-A-L-L-A-M. That's a good one. You must have been on Twitter for a while to get that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Back in the day. But I think one. that's direct line. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Uh, Leechbirth on Twitter. Still leeching around. And um, I'm Flynn Tracy on pretty much everything. So you can find this episode and more at australiandesignradio.simplecast.fm and you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUSdesignradio. If you want to get in touch, email us, Flynn or Matt, at AUSdesignradio.com. Until then, thanks for listening and thanks for coming on the show, Nick. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Do, 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 do. Now the music goes on. <laughs>